Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now for May 18th, 2020. Real quick roll call. We got Miss Jen, we got Jarek, we got Chaz. Miss Jen, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I just ran out to try to see if someone had been killed in a car accident behind my house. Miss <laughs> Jen saved a person's life is what she's telling us, all humble like. Yeah. They were alive. <laughs> yeah, because you helped, obviously. <laughs> I kicked some glass off the road. Does that count? That helps. We're going to make you a shirt. I kick glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jarek, did you save anyone's life today? Um, no, not this time. Um, but you see, if I, if I did, because I'm the most humble person ever, I would not talk about it because, okay. you know, humility is, uh, is key. You're a secret safe with me. Hey, Chaz, what are you doing this week? What am I doing this week? So many things. So many things, man. Um, Are you saving I, a life? Am I saving a life? <laughs> no. No? no I, I'm at home eating salads. There you go. <laughs> oh, what, what kind of salad? Uh, oh, it's just... It's, it's from the Heb, obviously. Um, it's the one-stop shop. Um, yeah. It's one of their, like... It's one of those, like, chicken uh, Caesar salads, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It threw me off when you said the heb because I call it the the heeb. Oh, the heeb! Oh, that's better. I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, you know, definitely go with that now instead and piss off more Texans. <laughs> yeah, I just call H E B or the grocery store uh, or H butts. H E butts. It's really the only option around here. That's the thing. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a Randall's like so before it closed. There's a Randall's like two minutes from my house, and it's about twice the distance to go to H E B. And so uh, Randall's being, you know, Randall's is kind of garbage. And so I know everyone and everyone I know goes to H-E-B instead, completely ignored it. And when it shut down, there was no surprise. I mean, compare the two and H-E-B is going to win out hands down. Uh, but what about Tom Thumb, though? Have you ever been to a Tom Thumb? No, but I've been to a Wawa. How about you? Uh, what is, is Wawa like a sister company or something else? Piggly Wiggly, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. It's a convenience store gas station chain. Uh, no, Tom, Tom Thumb is just Randall's. But up in Dallas, it was still Tom Thumb. Now it's probably all closed anyway. Just the same way Ralph's is Kroger. Yeah. I think um, back in Wisconsin, we have one called Cops. I think it's either Kroger or Randall's. One of the two. It's one of the parent companies. So. It's called cool. Cops? Cops. Yeah. C-O-P-P-S. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not making this up, man. I can't, I can't even, you know, can't even try to make this up. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Heb or Heb or H-E-B, if you like salads and salad dressing, try the uh, bacon vinaigrette. Everything's better with bacon. All right. What is the perfect salad dressing to salad ratio, Mark? I'm asking this as a very specific question. I don't I don't weigh, weigh or measure my salad dressing, but are you talking about do I like it drenched or not drenched? Yeah, like what's you know what's the ratio? Does it need to be drenched or does it need to be dry? Uh, I would say like if I have a bag of spinach, then I'm going to need like a fourth of the bottle of salad dressing. So for a more bitter salad, than a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like a but it, but if you said like a one to one rate, if you're like, what's your salad to dressing ratio? And if I said, I like a healthy green salad, but it has to have a one to one ratio of ranch. So I had to use one bottle of ranch <laughs> for each leaf of. Um... I don't, I don't know if that would work. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. No. 
So, Mark, have you saved a life today, or is it just the rest of us? Uh, am I what? Have you saved a life today, or is it just Miss Jen and I? Just, uh, just Miss Jen. Oh, just Miss Jen. Yeah, that's more accurate. I, mean, I, I like to think that I've saved my fair share of lives by staying inside as much as I can right now. But other than uh, no, no acts of hero- heroics. Heroism. Hero. Heroism. Heroism. I don't know. Every time I've heard a car wreck and I've gone outside, uh, an official is there going, "Don't go over there." So I don't. It's not really. I don't know. I guess you would have to uh, get there before them. To run out. Yeah. What yeah. you're not telling us is the, the the part where they see Mark running up. They're like, "Here he comes again!" <laughs> oh, Mark, stay out of it. You're not a detective. Like, Mark, if you keep saving all these lives, we won't have anything to do. What are you doing? There it is. Um, there. Jared, what is your ratio? Because I'm I'm curious now. I'm thinking, have you measured this out? No, I haven't measured it out. I like um. Well, like if I'm if I'm eating like a like a romaine salad, you know, it's like the the main you know greenery in there. Like a little little more dressing than normal. If it's like spinach, I like a little less. It all depends on the you know the greenery that's being thrown in there. Um, yeah, it really just depends on how many fish they blended up to put in the salad dressing. That specifically goes for Caesar salad. Oh oh yeah, specifically. But I like I like that taste. But yeah, it seems that uh. Caesar salad dressing is the most unhealthy, and I use the most of it, so it's probably completely counteractive. Yeah, but probably not as unhealthy as ranch. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's nerd news now for. Uh, so that's May. it, everybody. Good seeing you again. See you guys next week. Uh, so I'm um, talk about the ratio of how many croutons you would like on your salad. That's a that, that's a lot easier because you can quantify croutons. Can. Yeah, you but... can't quantify salad dressing apparently. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, let's talk I, bacon I bits don't... here quickly. Yeah, How do I don't feel about bacon bits. I love them. You love them? Yeah. How do you feel about them? I don't know. I just feel like they're like they get in the way. They're like too. They're too small. If I want bacon, I want bacon. I don't want little like you know grains of bacon. Yeah, it just depends on what kind. Because some of them are, are pretty bad. Like the ones that are very hard and stale and have that super fake bacon taste, those are not yeah. in the way. Faking bits, if you will. Miss um, Jen, do you bacon bits, yes or no? I do love bacon bits, but I don't like the fake ones. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like the fake ones. I like the, but you could also make bacon and then chop it up and then put it on a salad. And that's yeah. way like, too much. That's way too much work. Just get actual bacon. Uh, Chaz, do you care about bacon bits? Uh, no, I'm not like Batman. I don't, I don't care about bacon bits. I mean, if they're on there, cool. If they're not, um, it's, I'm not a big bacon fan. Really? I wow. Am. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, if you have the choice, give me the sausage links instead of the bacon all day long. On your burger? It's, so a sausage cheeseburger? I'd eat that. Oh, you do? I would tell Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I will say I do like the fake sausage links, like the ones that are, you know, frozen or in the fridge and ready to be put in the microwave. I like those. Yeah, those are good. I'll do those. Real sausage, yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll be uh, Nerd News Now for May 8, 2020. <laughs> okay, so, so here's the deal. We got some TV and movie news, and then we got a lot of comic news because stuff's finally opening back up. Uh, first, I thought I would start the show by 
mentioning the passing of both the TV and movie legend, respectively. One was actually both. First is Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away in this past week. Uh, no Notable roles were This Is Spinal Tap, Anchorman, and Best in Show. And to me, he was at his best in the Christopher Guest mockumentaries. He was always a scene stealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on Fred Willard? He was he was in um you know like you said best in show which is probably one of my all time favorite movies yeah anything Christopher Guest is awesome and he would show up and like you said still but I mean it it seems like he was a character actor in absolutely everything mm-hmm. yeah you know, he's in Modern Family like he just showed up in everything and then you know he he was gonna be gold so it's it's sad to say that when you're gonna watch future movies or future episodes of things you're not going to miss him because he would just surprise you. And you're like, Oh, that was hilarious. But I mean, I never, I never watched a movie or a TV show going, Hey man, Fred's going to be in this. He was just always a, a nice surprise. <laughs> and I think that's, that's sad that we're going to lose that nice surprise. Cause I don't know if there's anybody like that right now, you know? Yeah. Shows right. up. In, in a film, and you're like, oh yeah, unless it's Betty White, but you know, hopefully she she's around for a lot longer. She'll be fine. She's uh she's starring in a uh, Hallmark movie coming up. Oh really? Yeah, and at the age of ninety eight. So nice. And she's and the star. Dude, so that'd you be cool. Bills, man. <laughs> yeah. Them golden girl, them golden girl coins don't last forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> The yeah. cool thing about Fred, though, is he like he made it past the like, oh yeah, you remember that one guy? So, but if you say Fred Willard, you know you can envision who that is in your head. Yeah, and that's no. no mad props to him for that for being character actor that just like goes up to make a part, but you actually know who you're talking about when you say that name. Yeah, that's very true too. That's very true. And yeah. I don't know, like there was a lot of times where. I don't know why, and I know that their names are different, Lillard and Willard, mm. but I always thought you Lillard was like the son of Fred Willard. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know it's different, and I know they're probably not. But I was always, I was like, that would be weird to have him as a father every time I saw you Lillard. So, anyway. <laughs> he show up in Community and be the Chevy Chase replacement in season six? I don't know. I don't remember. You said, you said did he? For some reason, my brain tells me that he was the guy who just shows up the last season. Oh, uh, Keith David did, and Jonathan Banks. Mm. Keith David, definitely. he was awesome. And, and John and Jonathan Banks also was in that final season. Okay. Or maybe maybe in five. I don't know. Um, Inspired. And then, uh, I, I I wouldn't I couldn't tell you. I've never actually seen Community. So what? I know, I know. I just, I've never had a way to watch it until recently, but I'm also like too deep into other shows to really hop onto the community bandwagon right now. So I'm sad to hear that your family did not have a TV up until recently. No, I mean, it's just, I just, you know, where was it streaming until, until recently? I mean, now it's on Netflix, but like. Yeah, it's been on Hulu. It was on Hulu years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh. When it DVDs, it loves the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I mean, like, I've seen clips. I've seen, like, you know, some of the best, like, the best skits from the show, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. And um, that's my deep, dark secret of the day. So back to you, Mark. Uh, well, it was all in, 
in your defense, it was also getting moved around a lot. I mean, it even went to Yahoo for one season, which I still don't understand. But I guess they were trying to be ahead of the curve in streaming services, and they were really the first one to burn out. Um, well, another show that you may not have watched was Leave it to Beaver. But uh, today, Eddie Haskell, uh, Ken Osmond died. Mm. So, TV's original bad boy, the original Zach Morris. No, oh, Zach Morris. Yeah. Eddie Haskell. But, but you know what's crazy is that I'm always thinking, like, you know, at some point people won't know who Eddie Haskell is because I don't know how many people from younger generations watch Leave It to Beaver anymore. But then I was reading a review of Stargirl, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, and See, I feel like we're going to segue into that from community because Joe McHale. I was like, dude, he's about to seamlessly. Segway, and then we went to Daddy Haskell. Yeah, yeah. It was an article article review that mentioned, like, an Eddie Haskell-type character, and they used the term Eddie Haskell. So I guess Eddie Haskell will just be burned into our uh, vernacular and brains for a while. But fun fact, uh, people used to think that Alice Cooper was Eddie Haskell. Much in the same way that people used to think that Marilyn Manson was Paul from the Wonder Years. So I don't know what that is about like disappeared uh, sitcom stars and then kind of these charismatic rock stars and they're like, oh, that used to be this guy. But neither one of those things were true. Well, the coolest thing about it was you know, it was just all rumor. I mean, because I heard that in high school that, you know, Marilyn Manson was Paul and if you kind of look at him, I mean, they got the same build. I mean, Marilyn Manson, if you look at a picture of him as a kid, they kind of do resemble each other without the big glasses. But um, that was a time where you did not have the internet. Where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, Google, Siri, tell me, you know. And it was kind of fun to believe, you know, for a long time. So yeah. now you can't do You can't get away with anything now. No, you can't. Um, but those were two very long-standing rumors to the point where Alice Cooper had a shirt made that said, I'm not Eddie Haskell. <laughs> and, 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 and the only reason that rumor ever stopped was, I believe, in the late 80s when they rebooted uh, Leave it to Beaver, and Eddie Haskell was actually on there with his two actual children playing Eddie Haskell's children, and Alice Cooper was on tour at the same time, so people, I guess people's dream was written that day or whatever, but mm-hmm. they gave up that rumor finally. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that rumor before. Never heard that rumor. But I, th- I, mean, I think our I think our generation's version of that rumor was the Paul is Marilyn Manson one though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh so let's go ahead and talk about right. here's one that you may not have heard. Did you know Britney Spears was Britney on the uh, Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Several, several pop stars from that generation, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All of them. All of them. Anyway, you're going to... It's funny. Elter. Keep Green. going. On my screen, I've got Mark on the right and Chaz on the left. And Mark is only half the screen and Chaz is a half a screen half the time. So you guys, <laughs> every once in a while, just have a person. Or one person? That's awesome. Now you guys have messed it all up. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Now you should have said something. Now, now they're gonna be the rest of this episode is them being like, "Are we one person again, Chaz?" Now we know what you guys look like as Siamese twins. 
We oh. are Siamese if you don't, please. Oh. I'm going to preface. Nice. Good preface. job. Good reference. Let's, let's preface this uh, next subject by asking the question, does anyone about Chaz or Mark care anything about Stargirl on DC Universe? I like the costume they showed. But so you don't but you don't watch uh DC Universe, but it's on C D uh, it's on CW tomorrow, so you can check it out. Okay. Hmm. Well what about you, Jarek? Have you watched any of those shows? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um okay, so I guess All I right, guess the next I, I guess next segment I, goes to Mark and Chaz. Have fun, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, there's no reason why we can't just talk about it for a minute. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, so, Jazz, uh, Stargirl premiered. What did you think? What were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts is it was very Disney+. Plus. I mm. forgot I was on the DC app, to tell you the truth. I thought I was watching DC+. Plus. Matter of fact, when I went to look up the cast, I put Stargirl, DC+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, and I was like, okay, it's not coming up. Why is... But, so, it's very Disney. Her origin story was all over the place i felt and the fact that the staff takes her to the middle of downtown so she could do gymnastics was ridiculous <laughs> i don't know like when i watched supergirl and the flash for the first time hooked like they had me they had all my monies i watched this first episode and i'm like i don't know man like i'm not sold on this at all like even the they have zero heavy hitter villains, heavy hitter villains in it. So I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing. I mean, even what's his name Wilson is just whatever. Uh, his name is Luke Wilson, and he's at least one reason to watch the show. I don't know him and Amy Smart being cast in anything is good news to me. Yeah, but he he was he 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 was too whiny like his brother. And then there was not enough Amy Smart for me. I mean, she's she's uh, she's great, but she's not in it that much. So I don't know. I, I'm not a fan after watching episode one. It looks great. The story's all over the place. It's just, uh, Dad, she blew up my car, and now he's going to come back as his evil. Look at out of here, dude. No. Yeah. Um, well, the tone is definitely, it definitely needs to find its own tone because it's not CW. And it's not MCU or Netflix or anything like that. So, but it is funny because Disney does have a, a show, their own show called Star Girl, and it's about something completely different. Yeah, I think it has like to do with a drummer or something, something like that. Um, but I, it, it's about the JSA, which is lesser known. So maybe they're just going to ease into everything. But well, I, one thing about that, you know, on League of Legends, they have Hawkman and Hawk Girl, right? Right, and the Flash has his own series, so obviously this isn't in the same uh, universe as what the CW is doing or what DC is doing anywhere else. Because in the JSA they have the Flash and Hawkman and Hawk Girl, and they were like, "This was ten years ago," and yet they're all in like Silver Age <laughs> outfits, you know? So yeah. it's like, whatever, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. I think it's just gonna stand on its own, like Doom Patrol. But we'll see. I mean, it's it's something to watch right now. That's one thing. It, no, it very much is, and I'll give it a couple of episodes. But I'm not sold on it, like at all. I'm not gonna be rushing home to watch it, yeah. like I do my other DC. 
CW shows. So good. See, I'm kind of the opposite where I got burnt out fairly quickly on Flash and Supergirl, and they just seem to keep to seem they're going on and on and on and on with like no end in sight. So, you know what? That tells me you have no heart because these are obvious. These are awesomely written. They pull at your heartstrings and they keep bringing in all these characters that are just great. Um, Legends of Tomorrow and um, Green Arrow, I kind of lost interest in. Yeah. Real fast, but really, I think Flash and Supergirl are doing really well because it seems like every time you turn around, they've got a, a character that they're pulling from all depths of that DC universe, and uh, they, they're exploring it. So I, I think it's fun. So a couple of years ago, I turned on Green Arrow again because it was on TV, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, oh, cool. I wonder how much like this I can pick up because I used to watch it back when it was first on. And then uh, I got like maybe three, four seasons in, I guess. I don't know. Um, turn it on, and I'm looking at it. It's like, who are half these people? Why are they all wearing costumes now? Wait, is that Laurel? Oh, what is going on? And I, just, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it felt like I was watching a soap opera, and like I, I was completely lost. And even though I recognize people, he, he is a soap opera. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was that's, that's been my most recent experience with the with the Arrowverse. So there you go. You're welcome. It'll be interesting to see how people perceive uh, Swamp Thing when mm-hmm. it gets a, kind of a second life uh, on on CW. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought they did a really good job with it. I do. It just, but it definitely doesn't fit that CW tone. So I wonder what people who are still watching Flash and Supergirl are going to think about that. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, and. A little bit of other TV news. Uh, John Wick director Chaz Seleski sheds a little bit of light on The Continental. This is a uh, show coming to stars. Mm. Don't expect it until like 2022. But the main character is the hotel, The Continental. Uh, so it's going to um, kind of take place around the origins of key players from the films. They haven't really said who yet. Uh, and, and he also says the story structure is going to be a lot different because in the John Wick movies, as you know, the story takes feverishly, you know, fast and furious uh, pacing over like a three-day period for each of the John Wick films. So this is going to be like a slowed-down character-build version. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, Timothy Oliphant cast in Mandalorian. So yeah, another reason to look forward to Mandalorian Season 2. They've already they added some be, right? actors. What's up? They don't know what like who he's playing, right? They don't know, no. I keep hearing the name, like, Cad Bane a lot, but I hear that for, like, mm. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's like, I swear, like, every every day there's a new um, cast announcement for Mandalorian Season 2. It's like, okay, who, who, who isn't going to be in this season? And it's already, you know, all this has already been shot, so that means that people are finding out about this after the fact. Yeah. Because this isn't for future casting. This is just, oh, and he's going to be in Season 2, or, oh, she's going to be in Season 2. So it'll be interesting. I mean, there, I don't know if there's a, a hard date confirmed for this yet, but it's definitely something everyone's looking forward to, to, to be sure. Did you guys watch the movie uh, The Artemis, which seems to be set in the John Wick universe? No. Uh, it's in the John Wick universe? I think it's in the John Wick universe. It's a hotel-type place where people come to get fixed up, like... The main character is Francis McDormand, I think. She actually 
fixes people up like when they get injured. It has all the earmarks of looking exactly like being in the John Wick universe. And it has um oh shoot fire the guy that plays Drax. David Batista. Yeah, he's uh he's like the nurse's aide. He's like the hmm. heavy. It's a really good, really quirky film. Oh, did this movie come out maybe early last year? Something like that? Yeah. I do remember. I didn't know it had any ties to John Wick, but it looks kind of like that vibe going on for sure. Yeah. I want a movie in the John Wick universe, we're talking John Wick, where um, it ta- it, it, the your protagonist is a cop in, you know, in, the, in this city as all this stuff is happening. And, like, the other cops are just like, dude, just don't do anything. But he's like, I gotta, you know... We gotta do justice, boys. And they're like, no, dude, Ethan Hawk, no, stand down. And um stuff happens, he gets robbed up in the universe. I don't know, I think it'd be kinda cool to see like um you know what's what does the actual law have to do during the John Wick, you know, blood rage rampage of nine days. Yeah, uh it's kind of see the opposite side of things, right? Because yeah. you don't really get that perspective at all in the movie. Yeah. Well, you see one in the first movie. You have a police officer come to his door, and it's obviously yeah. they know each other. And he's like, "Yo, what's up, John? You back in?" He's like, "No, nah, just cleaning up some something." It's like, yeah. "Okay, see us later." <laughs> yeah, and so like it would just it, it'd be cool to have like a like, you know new kid on the block who you know knows obviously that guy, and then just like, dude, no, don't get mixed up in this. It's not worth it. That's gonna be quarter. Cool. I don't know. Right, Mark. Right, man. I yeah, dude, see, so. Mark's right there. He gets it. <laughs> um, well, hey, moving uh, over to movies. Uh, Miss Jen, you told me about this news. Director George Miller is going to recast Furiosa. So hmm. no more Charlize Theron is Furiosa. And understanding that this is going to be a younger version of the character, I don't feel okay with that. What do you guys think about that? I wanted to be mad about it to begin with because I love Charlize so much. But... Yeah. I have also been mad about casting choices before that I then regretted being angry about. So I'm going to wait to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know like, you know, anti-aging stuff is really prevalent right now in you know, cinema and you see it all over the place with um, this, what you can do with CGI. And there are, there's some really good examples and there's some really bad examples. The Irishman comes to mind as a really bad example. Um, I don't know. I think it would be cool to see someone else take it up, depending on how far back they go. Um, and I'm not. Yeah, I don't. At least their own man. She already looks young. I don't know. True. To do much with her anyway. Yeah. So it's just it's it's. I kind of want to see where it goes before I get too up in arms on this. Well, they're like, we're gonna have to take your avatar wrinkles off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Jarek, uh, what do you think is the best example of de-aging? I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was that Will Smith movie from a year or so ago. Yeah. And that was, that, that was, was, yeah. Oh, man. I don't... Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't think I have... Looper good. Looper did a good job of that. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't... There's a scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2 in which you see Alan Rickman as Severus Snape, like, you know, crying and weeping over the body of, like, you know, mm-hmm. Lily Potter. 
And like you can tell, they had to like digitally, you know, unage him to get to that point for that to work. Like, because he's not wasn't that old then. And it was this one where I'm like, oh hey, that's actually kind of good. And that, it's every time I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, it, it it's not seamless to the point where I uh, you you don't recognize it, but it's enough where it's like, huh, good job. At least I think so. And that was a long time ago. I mean, as yeah. far as how fast technology is moving. Yeah. Now we're talking complete reconstruction. Uh, General Tarkin is, did a pretty good job in uh, Rogue One. Uh, now that was awesome. That was one where I'm like, oh man, that actually is him. And you can kind of tell, but it's you can only get perfection to be so close. A Gemini Man was pretty cool. That mm. was I was like, wow, man, they did really they did a really good job. Um, and that's the Will Smith movie. But um, I think the first time I was actually taken aback by it was. When uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the Avengers movie. Oh, oh, like, yeah. Parents, I was like, wow, dude, he looks. Because, you know, I grew up watching, like, a lot of these 80s Brat Pack movies. So I was familiar with him as a kid, you know. So seeing that on screen, you're like, oh, wow. Like, that's the first time I was taken uh, aback by it. I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched yeah, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp this weekend, and uh, they did a really great job on Michelle. And uh, Yeah, they did. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I watched Batman Returns yesterday. So DC Universe has got uh, this deal where you earn points. It's kind of like a loyalty program. So if you mm-hmm. read a certain comic, if you watch uh, certain episodes or movies, then you get these tokens, and you can re- turn in these tokens for like statues or comics and all these cool things. Um, so yesterday, like a new one comes out every week and yesterday there was a Batman returns for like 15 tokens and I forgot how much my inner, my inner kid loves Michelle Pfeiffer. She is my first crush. Like my first on screen, just celebrity crush, Michelle Pfeiffer. I have the Batman returns card of her in it on my drawing board and I still have that card to this day. And it's just her just all busted up in the Catwoman uniform. But that was my first on, on-screen crush. So anything Michelle does, she cannot do any wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and even though there are some good examples of de-aging, uh, director George Miller, just uh, he just he's set on recasting Furiosa. And this has nothing to do with the upcoming sequel to Fury Road, which is not going to have Furiosa character in it at all. So... We'll just have to see about that. And then a uh, another little bit of casting news. Uh, David Arquette is coming back for Scream 5. Um, mm, yeah. And uh, so that's interesting. Uh, that'll be the fifth installment. Uh, that franchise is 24 years old now. And uh, probably start shooting later this year, depending on the situation up in North Carolina. But uh, now this has been called a relaunch. So you're going to have a lot of legacy characters in it. Uh, would you relaunch, reboot, or just end the Scream franchise? I'm surprised. Kill just it. End it. Like, honestly, after the second movie, it should be done. Yeah. It was, I mean, it, 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 you got a classic, I don't know how why it's a classic character. Like, you know, when they did, when Tom McFarlane did uh, his horror run, you had Leatherface, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Ghostface. I was like, yeah. come on, man. But... Okay, it is what it, it was. It was a movie. I went to go see it. it. It it did its job for what it was. And yeah, after number two, you're like, all right, dude, I'm done. 
And then when you have when it's being spoofed so many times, yeah, the original movie seems like a spoof itself. Yeah. And I mean, it's just just let it go. Is Wes Craven even attached to this anymore? No. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mm. I wanted to tackle all of the the peel horror because those would be fun to around with. Which one? Peels movies. Oh, oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't know if maybe a well, they did a series of this already too, right? They did an MTV series of Scream. Yep, they did. Uh, yeah, it might just be yeah. that might be played out. Um, another horror franchise with its fifth release, uh, The Purge. Forever Purge is going to be uh, pushed back. It was going to be pretty much the only new movie coming out in July. So that was going to be July 5th. And uh, I guess Tenet is still on the table. But I don't know. The way the way these movies are being pulled out of the release schedule, it probably does not look good for a few months to have a new film. So yeah. Well, Tenet's being pushed, right? And because of Tenet's being pushed, Wonder Woman is being pushed. From August to December, right? Oh, did Wonder Woman get moved again? Okay. Uh, uh, there's I don't know if it's official, but I could have swore that I read somewhere that it's been pushed to December, from an August release to a de- December release because of Tenet. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a you know pushback. Dang. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess they're just hoping that people are going to start going to the uh, movies like crazy in December to make up for not going to the movies for the last few months. But well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this is strategic because okay, like August is going to be, I don't know, people are still going to be wary about going out and all that jazz. So to save their butts, to make sure Wonder Woman has the release it's going, it should have. Of course, they're going to pull it, put, push it back. And then they're going to blame it on something else, which I find is hilarious. But, um, yeah, I can see why they're doing it. They shouldn't blame it on something else, though. <laughs> I can see why they're doing it. Yeah. I just don't think people are going to go to the movies like four times more in December than they normally did. No, 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 for sure. I totally agree. I just don't know if there's uh, any catching up to be I'm done. Just, I'm just going to move into the movie theater. I'm just going to buy all the tickets. Yeah. Really? Like move from spot to spot. But you're not going to do that for the Purge Five, though. No, <laughs> do it for the Scream, the Scream movie. <laughs> yeah, or Scream Five. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. How is the movie going on? I would do that for Black Widow. That would be like the next movie coming out. I would do that for. Yeah, I'm ready for Black Widow. I think it's going to be a great movie. <clears throat> And then Wonder Woman would be uh, next in that. But also, I mean, Tenet looks awesome because it's. I just want to see what Nolan does next. I'm just going to lose my mind if they, they move my 007 again. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they moved that like the most, right? Didn't they move that back like, what, eight months? Yeah, November. Okay. So, so it's currently, what, Thanksgiving? Yeah, but it looks everything else coming backwards at it that who knows what's going to happen yeah um i mean at least at least they held it for a theatrical release because the you know well it'll be interesting to see what ends up being the biggest movie that's just 
going straight to digital is. Yeah, because yeah, we could all just get tickets and watch it on Fandango. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like um, the new, new movie. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either, but it looks kind of funny. I watched the uh, the trailer twice yesterday. I think it was just on repeat and I was on my phone. You know, when you get to, uh, you're like trying to find something to watch and then you just get on your phone and then just the same like screensaver on your TV just keeps playing. Well, yeah. that was the, the thing for, on Roku, they have all these trailers and that was one of them. So I just kept playing and I'm like, this is actually a really funny movie. <laughs> I was this close to buying it just so I could watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it, look, it it looks good. It's it's sort of like a, uh, I think it's most a, pre prequel. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like how Scooby and uh, Shaggy met, but and they show it in the trailer where they're like, "Well, what's the dog's name?" And he's like, "Scooby." His middle name Doobie, and his last name Do. And I was like, "That's incorrect." His name is yeah, Scoobert. Scoobert Do Rogers. Scooby Dooby Do. So they kind of—that's probably why I didn't shell out the fifteen bucks to uh, rent it. Yeah. Oh. Just because of the name. Yeah. yeah. Man, you're mess yeah. With like that, you, you might expect well. the source material. <laughs> that's, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. look at uh, Fred the Scoobert and Daphne cut. and Thelma. Release the Scoobert cut. Scoobert. <laughs> Release the Scoobert cut, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, we got 20 minutes left. Let's talk about comics, which we hardly ever do with this much time left. But um, so one thing, uh, all three of you work at a comic shop. And one thing that's happening this week is Diamond back open for business, right? Now, yep. is this going to be is this going to be like a tidal wave of new stuff or are places just shipping out trades? Or I saw a bunch of third and fourth printings of things. So what actually new is coming out this week? Let's start with you, Miss Jen. Um, hypothetically, if the boxes arrive, <laughs> there's oh, a, is, that, is that an issue? DC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's an issue with DC now. Well, since they're coming from third party, they're from they're not from Diamond. Uh, my last two shipments have come on the Friday before. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't. Know that. So that's weird. So, so for those who don't know. Um, is DC not going back to Diamond? Like, are they staying shipping their own stuff? Well, uh, Diamond's not shipping this week. That's next week. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought Diamond was back. No, they're not. They back will yet? be back. No. Yeah. Okay. I thought um, I must have looked at the wrong thing because I thought there was some non-DC books coming out this week. We didn't get any non-DC books coming out this week. I but that's not to say that they're not coming up. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I thought I saw Red Sonia and some other indie books coming out. Well, it'll be a surprise for us tomorrow. That'll be nice. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, man, I mean, maybe I, maybe I was wrong. I was just looking at you know what I thought was May twentieth, but it might have been in the the next week. So, as far as you guys know, what is coming out this week? Anything in note? Um, Dollhouse number six is coming out. Yep. Um, that's you know a Joe Hill comic that's doing really well. Um, what else is coming out? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman number seven fifty five is coming out, and that's got a really cool variant. Let's see, um, Flash Giant number four, 
Deceased Unkillables number three, which I'm looking forward to. Hello Risen, the third printing. Plunge number three. That's that's also one of those black label ones. And Red Hood Outlaw number 45. Those are the ones that we got in anyways. Did you guys catch on to the fact today that uh, on FOC that Nightwing number 71 is actually the beginning of the Joker War? Yeah, I wrote that somewhere. I was like, what the what? <laughs> oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. And I, wanna... I was like, uh, oh, thanks for telling about us on FOC day. <laughs> oh, I know. That's so ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, heads up, everyone. Joker War. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm subscribed now, to a Nightwing, so I've got mine. <laughs> now, Miss Jen, tell us, what is the Joker War for those who don't know? Well, I don't have any idea. I don't think anyone else does either. All they know is that it's going to be a Joker War, and it runs through a bunch of books. It's like uh, Batman's The Next Secret Files is part of it, the regular Batman number 92, 94, whatever. There's a bunch of Nightwing that's included. Batgirl. It like runs through a lot of titles, so it's going to be something that I think probably people are likely to miss on accident. It's like the secret files, I think, is the one that people are going to be like, uh-oh. Yep. Yeah, I've got a list of it somewhere, and I make sure that I've got my books in for all of them because I want all my punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, as someone who's new to comics or getting getting into it, how do you go about, um, for, like, the, these large crossover events, you need to have each issue to go with it or is it just more beneficial to have everything well on like something like this i mean since it's not like a joker war book yeah and i mean you're gonna to keep up with what's going on you're gonna have to pick up at least the majority of them okay usually like you have like something like um i don't know like the avengers will have like some big old thing so as long as you keep with like the avengers book for the most part you're getting all of it or like the absolute carnage deal you remember yeah. how carnage comes out as long as you had the main story you pretty much you're good with it but then they had everything spread out yeah so you really didn't have to pick up those 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 issues unless you just really like the character or of course in the main title they'll have something that's that mentions something that yeah, ties into it yeah yeah. Okay. I'm always curious for new people who aren't used to, you know, that kind of reading, that, that that format of getting everything. So, thanks. I think that probably the thing we have to be careful about is that do you guys remember when Dark Knight's Metal came out and they they had the little parts that just showed up in like Suicide Squad and Oh yeah. And then those ended up being the ones that were the highly sought after mm-hmm. chase like that's I that's the way I feel about a lot of these ones that people are like oh that's not main title stuff we don't have to worry about it but I bet you that's where they're gonna sneak in all the big like event stuff mm-hmm. new baddie <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally agree the the new punchline punchline replace Harley Quinn and then someone's gonna replace her by the end of this man I hope not yeah maybe oh um, Here, here's all this hype oh by the way she dies. <laughs> I mean, they did that happened before. My hat. I would totally. Because yeah. I'm like, yo, man, you hyped it up, and then she's dead. That would be brilliant. Yeah. But she, she looks really, really cool. It is so, cool. Yeah. Um, but now, Jarek, you bring up an interesting point because that's sort of a divisive topic for comic collectors. Because a lot of times, I remember probably the best example of Civil War. They had 
a seven issue series that was just called Civil War. Yep. But then they did an insane amount of not not just like crossover books where you know like Amazing Spider-Man five hundred and whatever would have you know be a tie-in, but then on top of that, you would have like a Daily Bugle Civil War number one, and just like all you know, you would have it in the X-Men books, but then you would also have a complete separate miniseries called X-Men Civil War one through four or whatever. So yeah. we're talking, and then when they did that though. They typically will provide a checklist somewhere on the interior or exterior cover so that if you do want to follow along, and then, of course, with the Internet, you can just go to D- DC's website, I'm sure, and yeah. it'll give you a checklist. But it does become sort of a dividing line to where you have these one or two time you know, big events per year, and sometimes it does feel like a cash grab. And there have been some creators that are sort of against that or if – like, I think there was an example of a book. It might have been a metal book. Uh, no, it wasn't metal. It was uh, Death in the Family. Scott mm-hmm. Snyder was writing part of those books. And he didn't even know that, like, one of the books was going to be a tie-in. And then they slapped it on the cover. So it had nothing to do with anything. And he was like, well, I'm really sorry that that happened. And in the future, I will make for certain what they're going to do with each issue I write. So that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not fair just to slap that on the cover and then it have nothing to do with anything there there was a because i do that birds of prey podcast and we're reading comics from the mid 2000s there was something similar called joker's last laugh and it would just be like a stamped bar atop each issue and it may have z there was 37 issues throughout all these comics and it might have zero to do with that story yeah. So as a publisher, you just have to be very careful of customer burnout. Like right now, they didn't know this was going to happen when they were planning the story, but right now it's probably fine because people are hungry for comics, right? But yeah. you do have yeah. to be people. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be very careful as a publisher just to not burn out. So when when there is a main book, I typically just read that main book. And then if I'm coincidentally reading, like if it was issues of Batgirl that I already read, I would read those too. But I'm not going to go out and get you know, Nightwing, if I don't regularly read it, or Harley Quinn or anything like that. Uh, so it's really just a case-by-case basis, but usually a checklist is provided, which can help a reader, you know, see how massive the story is and if they want to collect it or not. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's how I that's how I, how I feel about the big event books, because it's yeah. just, they seem to happen so many times, and most of the time, nothing of true real significance comes out because if it does, then they just reboot the universe two years later. So it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. Miss yeah. <laughs> um, Jen, some other news that popped up uh, was related to Batman only in that it's the current writer, James Tinion. Uh, but his book wind was supposed to be released. What in December as a graphic novel. And now all of a sudden it's going to be start being released within the next month or so here uh, as a miniseries. So do you know anything about that one? That's the way Boom does stuff. They're like, hey, people are saying we want to have something cool to get people excited about coming back to the stores. They're like, you know what we can do? We'll do something awesome like that. So, yeah, I, it, the news dropped today and then I had like a bunch of people messaging me like, oh, my gosh, put it on my poll. So it works. Whatever, whatever they're hoping for, it's doing that. Yeah, I mean, as long as that's enough time for you as a comic book, you know, distributor to customers, or as long as that's long enough for you to order it. But but typically, you would get like three months' notice on that, right? 
sure, but we only really need to know a week or two ahead of FOC so we can gather like, information from our customers about who wants it. Now, is this one of those cases where people are, where the story is already known and people are super excited for that? Or is it just the fact that this is one of the hottest writers on the planet right now? I think it has a lot to do with both of those things. I think that they they knew that it was going to be awesome. They probably had some preview PDFs out there about it. Um, I know there's some PDFs they threw around today, so I, I haven't got to read it yet. But um, I'm interested to see what it's like. It's one of those, uh, I like those kinds of surprises every once in a while. I think for a lot of people, all you would have to say is, oh, so there's this book coming out by the guy who just wrote something is killing the children. And they would be like, boom, put it in. Yeah. Sold. Uh, I, I think this guy's on fire right now. And then, you know, his Batman run just started. So um, good move by them. I mean, if they think that that's a way to get it out faster and still make, you know, that money, there's not typically a whole lot of trades there is that are as sold first and only as trades anymore. So I think people still like that issue to issue month form. Yeah. Yeah. The publishers tell me that they, they almost uh, really do need the single issues that the, without single issues, it's really hard to make a graphic novel pay for itself. Mm -hmm. So it's, this actually, this is probably better for them, honestly, to have the, the individual issues to be out there in the wild before they get the OGN. And why do you think that is? Do you think that's because a lot of collectors double buy stuff? Like if I love a comic, I'll get it monthly and then I'll end up getting like a trade and then uh, an omnibus. I mean, they have like, so like Preacher has been released like five different types of ways, like Absolute, Omnibus, the graphic novel, which was six issues at a time. And then there was something in between there, I guess like book that's typically 12 issues at a time, like Why the Last Man Did. Do you think people just double, triple, quadruple buy something they love? Or do you think there's exclusive uh, people who exclusively read the monthly floppies versus people who exclusively read the omnibuses, books, etc.? I think in this case, uh, when you figure out how much people will spend on the, uh, let's say there's six individual issues in a normal graphic novel, how much they, how many people are likely to spend the money to buy the individual issues as opposed to how many people are willing to buy a trade. My guess is that there's a lot of people that are willing to at least throw money at the first two or three issues at something, uh, then are willing to just jump straight into a graphic novel. And so uh, I think they probably use those issues that they sell of the individual issues to pay, you know, the artists and the creators and all of those kinds of things. And then, uh, whatever they can make on the graphic novel is great, but uh, without the stuff for the individual issues, I mean, it's a lot tougher, right? I've heard from lots and lots of publishers that if every store would at least buy two copies of a graphic novel, then it's enough to make it make money. But most oh, wow. just buy one, and yeah. it's not. So then they then they lose money on it. <laughs> so do you guys not really sell a lot of graphic novels, or is it just that you that the percentage of of comics whose graphic novels are sold, but like which one is it? Is it people don't typically buy graphic novels at all, or when they do, they're just buying all Spider-Man, all Batman, and leaving the other titles? Kind of. We've we've sold quite a few. Yeah, we actually we've actually been selling a lot more. I started putting graphic novels next to the comic books themselves, and we have. I mean, their sales have just been going uh, through the roof. Yeah. 
just browsing the store and like, oh man, I remember that series or I remember that story arc. Um, but really, they're not just buying Spider-Man and Batman. They're buying everything, yep. just off the wall stuff. Or I mean, they're buying all. I mean, I don't know, man. Like graphic novels are here to stay, at least at our store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's done really well. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of person. I'd rather I'd rather sit and read everything all at once and i know that might not be the best um in terms of keeping the industry going but i like to if i can sit down and read a whole thing especially with the kind of stuff i'm into it's more beneficial for me to be able to sit there and do it um so it's some of the really weird convoluted horror stories like if i can like oh wait what was that again i can go back and flip back to it in the graphic novel and i know a lot of people who come to our store kind of the same way they want to be able to sit down and read everything so i don't i don't think we have an issue with them I mean, a whole section that keeps it's getting smaller and smaller as we as things go on and people are especially right now clamoring for stuff to read and i think it's they're good i don't know and any other uh mission you said there's a new x-men series on the way also yeah it's uh as an x the beginning which they says is, they say is 10 it's 10 swords so it's supposed to be i mean the byline is it's like the most epic event coming so uh, i'm ready for more event stuff i'm done with the x-men as far as the <laughs> i do not like this series. Uh, yeah. I, I, and i was such a big x-men fan but it, every time i think of the x-men now i think of just panel of scott summers looking out to space and going we're home or whatever and i'm like no you're not you're supposed to be on earth like now i feel like the old man who's like that's not my x-men <laughs> I'm done with it. And I hate that, but I'm just like, X-Men in space? Oh, come on, man. We got the Guardians already. We don't need the X-Men in space. Yeah. So, I don't know. And humans against mutants, mutants is going to win every time. I don't care how many skills you build. Um, you know, I mean, Charles Xavier, Jean Grey could just take you out like that. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not into it. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> book I'm down for. Give me a new X-Men book. Give me something that I want to read for sure. But uh, what I'm looking forward to is Three Jokers coming out in June. It's going to be so good. It's a limited series. Three issues, 48 pages per comic. And each comic will have a different Joker on it or whatever. But man, I cannot wait for this book. Like, I'm so ready. And I, I mean, needless to say, it's going to go like nobody's business. Like, I'm not even going to make a hole for it in our comic section. I'm just going to put it next to the register and just watch it go. Yeah, so. the, the price for Justice League 50 just jumped up to 10 to 10 to 12 bucks because it's supposed to be the first appearance of those guys. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Really? Oh. Yeah, right man. That's really cool. <clears throat> and I'm sure it's just going to go up after that. Yeah. People really re realize what the tie-in is. <laughs> exactly that's so really cool um i don't know if they're they're gonna do any cool variants for that i'm sure they will huh have you seen anything hundreds and hundreds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did, did they ever have just one now i'm gonna be like eh, here's my 10 books per because all the cool variants but and i was disappointed too because you know the new batman the adventure continues that's coming out and they had these great beautiful variants that we weren't offered anyway through diamond and it was one was a peach variant 
and she was Harley Quinn, and the other one was Allow, I believe, which was a take on. He did two different covers. One is a, a take off of Harley's first appearance. Actually, they were both takes. One was pretty much just a, a straight ripoff, um, which looks beautiful. But the other one was like a homage to it, mm. and it looks so good. And we weren't able to get any of them, so I was pretty disappointed in that. But anyway, you guys weren't offered those books, were you? I think those are either the artist exclusives or they're a store exclusive of some sort. Like a specific store had them made. See? Why can't we do that? <laughs> store well, exclusives. It's got I, thought, I thought y'all tried to orchestrate an exclusive last week. What happened with that? Oh, we will. We'll get around to it. We'll <laughs> but see, uh, I want it for a book that's already out. <laughs> yeah. Uh have the uh, 80th Joker and Catwoman come out yet, or did they push those back? Uh, they're not out yet. We haven't. Those, those are loaded with variants. Those have like eight regular variants, I think. I think Catwoman is the next one. I think that comes out uh, the week after next or something. Okay, because they were supposed to have both, you know, like be event Saturdays or whatever, and I guess that got that idea got squashed. But I know those were still on the way. Uh, any other comic news that anyone has? Uh, nothing I know of. I mean, I don't, I don't know if anything is coming out that's super cool. I've just been drawing Harley Quinn the whole time because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> See, are you, do, are you doing the ripoff version or the homage version? Uh, In this version. That's awesome. Ah, nice. Close. Oh no. What's up? It was super fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, well, that's still the same, yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's still good. Better? Oh, well. I'll take a picture and I'll post it. There we go. <laughs> so this is what I've been doing. But I've been listening and having a good time. I just, <laughs> um, I always do, like, uh, you know, we do the show and I've got, like, the outline of what we do and then I just make a drawing. And uh, we've been so busy, I haven't had time to do it at the shop. So we'll do it now. Yes, did you make your like the sticker for you and Jarek? Did you make that? No, no. Kate, I think, did from our shop. I think she did. Yeah, she did not get approval because I do not like the way my cartoon is. <laughs> <laughs> I like do like Grateful Dead or something. I don't know, but uh, I love it. I mean, it's fun. That's what it is. I don't think I, I, I might change it. I don't know. Get some different guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So uh, we will be back next week with more news. Hopefully talk about more comics that are on the way. Until then, thank you, Miss Jen, Jarek, and Chaz. Uh, Y'all all stay safe. And then you can check out uh, us on Woodlands Online. We also are on the Roku channel under Woodlands Online. Check out the Adventure Begins weekly show. And uh, check out... Base Cadet Collection Collection Online for all of your shopping needs. Until then, we'll see you next time on Nerd News Now. See you, nerds. I'll see you, nerds. <laughs>